talk. As you know, the Sixers will definitely have a busy summer or are projected to have a busy summer. And we are back live again, Facebook Sports Rap Radio Show. Shout outs to James Blizzard, who tuned in earlier, Thomas Brady, who tuned in earlier, and to the other four people. I didn't catch who you were, but I appreciate you tuning in. Continue to tune in, and again, get back in, because we live again right now. So, getting into the Sixers talk, there are, as we know, some needs, as always. There are some issues, uh, if you will. And I say issues, and I mean that as far as the free agency or pending free agency, which, by the way, the NBA has made a change. Usually, free agency starts July 1 at 12 midnight. This year, it will start on June 30th. So, it's get a day earlier in there for the free agents. And a lot of talk about the Sixers, a lot of talk about free agency and the pieces that are here. So... What I've been hearing is Mike Scott wants to be here. He likes the city. He's already put out there that he's going to talk to his agent, talk to Elton Brand, the Sixers GM, and hopefully possibly work out something so he can stay in the city. J.J. Redick also is reported to wanting to stay. And I'm going to get into this, how these contracts could possibly work so you guys will get a better understanding in a second. Tobias Harris has not really said much except for his decision will based on will be based somewhat on style of play. Jimmy Butler uh, sent out a thank you to the Sixers fans on his Instagram, on his social media. He also said thank you to his teammates while he was at the press conference with Joel at the end of Game 7. And people took that and ran with it. Uh, could this be a goodbye, whatever, whatever, whatnot. Also, then right after that, a couple of days, they people put out um, all over the media. He was in looking for a house in, uh, I think it was Ambler or one of the counties, you know, one of Delaware County or Montgomery County, somewhere outside of the city limits. He was looking for a house, which he had already been living there anyway. So getting into this, I definitely feel like Jimmy deserves the max. And he also feels that, and like he stated, and I quote, he feels like he will get the max. Knock on wood, he said, knock on wood, I will get the max wherever I decide to go, whatever my choice is, end quote. I think that Jimmy should get the max here because, again, like I've mentioned throughout this playoff run, he is good for these young guys. He likes Joel, he wants Joel to succeed. And again, he he tells you this if you pay attention to the things that he says and not a lot of the things that he does. So I think he's a great fit for this team. He is the closer that this team sorely needed throughout the process. And now currently he's still here. So they have one, but which I think that they will do everything in their power to hold on to. For the first time in a while, the ownership Brass is not really concerned too much about these contracts, these free agents, pending free agency and having to pay the luxury tax, which they will definitely be in if they bring all of these pieces back. Um, breaking down the JJ situation, 
I would like to see J.J. Redick back as well. I just think that now you have to come off of the one year, 2014, whatever mill deals. You kind of have to stretch it out two, three years. Uh, like you said, Jimmy can get the most from the Sixers because he's our current player. So that possibly could be a five-year 190, which shouldn't be a problem. Tobias Harris could possibly get close to a max, but he also would have to get a three, four-year deal maybe. Mike Scott could possibly get the one-year or maybe a two-year deal, but like like he said, he wants to be here. He likes the city. He likes the team. So I think he'll you know, not take the low-ball offer, but... I think him and his agent will talk to um Brandon. They will get something done so that he is here. And I think that's going to happen because if you remember, he was a big part in that Tobias Harris deal as well. He was one of the pieces that Elton Brand wanted to come in that deal with to, before Tobias Harris. So Sixers have, like we said, plenty of work to do. And some of their top offseason priorities are... For one, you have to determine Ben Simmons' standing. And basically that means you need to get a point guard on this roster that can play the point guard position like a point guard should. No disrespect to Ben, but again, like I say, Ben Simmons is not a point guard. He is playing point guard. And if anyone disagrees with me on that, I'm live right now. You can comment if you want on Facebook. If you want to call and talk to me, the phone lines are open, 267-368-5328, and we can talk about that. We can talk about anything I've just said previously or earlier in the show, and you have to, like we just mentioned, you have to pay the price to keep Butler and Harris. Uh, then you get into your draft targets. Now, in this draft, the Sixers have a total of one, two, three, four. They have a total of five picks. Okay, one in the first round, and it looks like four in the second round. So potentially they could have the number 24, the number 33, the number 34, number 42, and number 54 picks in the draft this year. Some of the needs, definitely point guard depth. They're going to need some more three-point shooting, and they definitely need a reliable backup center for Joel Embiid, whether that comes free agency or you find a prospect in the draft. Now, some of the prospects that have been mentioned um, or have been linked to the Sixers are Tyler Hero uh, out of Kentucky, who could help with the shooting. Cam Johnson of UNC, who could also help with the wing and his shooting. And we're going to come back to Cam Johnson in a little bit once I get through the rest of this list. Bruno Fernando of Maryland, who could possibly help on the big side as a backup for Joel. Daniel Gafford from Arkansas, another big. Carson Edwards, the point guard out of Purdue. Ty Jerome out of Virginia, who could help with the shooting. Jalen Horton Tucker out of Iowa State, also a wing defender. Nasir Little out of UNC as well. Also, some free agent keys that could possibly be heavy on the Sixers radar two that we already talked about JJ Reddick and Mike Scott who were already here and would, could possibly be brought back also Danny Green Terrence Ross who they looked at before Tyreek Evans was on the list and we're going to definitely talk about his situation if you have not already heard and Pat Beverly 
Um, those are the guys that you will probably have to pay some money to. On the other side, you have some bargain shopping uh, lists, and that list consists of Wayne Ellington, JaVale McGee, Kenneth Reed, Ed Davis, and Tabo Cephalosha. And also, breaking in, just I just saw this come across, James Ennis has decided to decline his player option and will become a free agent. He is not exercising the $1.8 million player option. So, you possibly could lose James Ennis, or you could possibly re-sign him because he's opting out. So, things could happen. You never know how it's going to play out. And again, like I mentioned, the brass, the ownership team, the ownership brass currently is not too concerned with going over and having to pay that luxury tax. So, it could be a good summer. There could be some good things coming down the pipe for our Philadelphia 76ers. Now, one of the names that I mentioned in that list as far as in prospects in the draft, which could be there for them at the number 24 pick in this June's draft, Cameron Johnson out of North Carolina. And like we said, Cam Johnson has the length, he has the size, he has the shooting ability to come in and help bolster the Sixers bench right now, okay? And I like Cam Johnson, and it's a little biased because I am an actual North Carolina Tar Heel fan, but I'm also a basketball fan. And this young man is, he's a fifth-year senior, you know, so his game is matured. And again, I think he can step in and play off of the bench and ultimately propel himself into a starter in the league. But I definitely think that he will have a long, productive, decent NBA career. Now, some of the things that they mentioned about Cam, um, as far as his relationship or him being linked to the Sixers and how he can help, are that, like we said, he does have the tools to be a big-time player on the offensive side on the court. Again, like I said, his maturity as being a fifth-year senior, he shot 45% from three-point land, uh, which the you know the line is shorter in college, but it's the shooting, it's the percentage and the rate that you look for here. Uh, he led by example on the court, okay, as a team leader, and he just has the length, the determination, the fight that he's going to play from end to end. He's going to play whistle to whistle. He's going to play until the clock hits all zeros. On the defensive end, he has he's long, okay. Um, he has the limbs. He has the long limbs and the athleticism that made that he made plays on defense at the college level, which with his length and his athleticism will help him on the defensive end in the NBA. He can be he can become a solid defender at the. Uh, NBA level, which people say. Again, with the positional fit, he is possibly going to start out as a sharpshooter off the bench, a key player off of someone's bench, hopefully the Sixers. But again, we said he has the ability, the capability of becoming much more than just a bench player or a role player. Uh, he has quickness, his body type, like I said, his length, 6'8", being able to shoot, should turn him into a contributor from the start. The Sixers need somebody like this on their bench, and this would be a great pick for them. He could be a big help to their wing depth, and it's looking like he's being projected to be 
right there for the taking when the Sixers pick at number 24. Um, again, he could contribute immediately as like one of the biggest, biggest factors in the situation right now. And again, the Sixers need a point guard. Imagine if the Sixers could have somehow, some way snatched up George Hill to bring off of our bench right now. I think we would still be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Because, again, like I said, we need that point guard for late in games to handle the ball, be a scoring threat, be able to shoot free throws. And you have to get Ben off the ball totally. I'm not saying that you can't let him facilitate, kind of like taking a page out of the Warriors book, what they use Draymond for. But Draymond shoots the ball. That's the difference. That's where they get the edge. Ben needs to get focused. He needs to get down in the gym over the summer and get that shot, build that confidence up where he's shooting that shot. Like, we just want you to shoot it. We don't care if you don't make it at this point. We just want you to shoot it so that people can play us differently so Joel can be on the block and dominate like he should. But we can't do that with you not being able or not being willing to shoot the ball playing the point guard position. That's what hurt us down the stretch. So I'm going to give you the order of the draft lottery, and then I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back after the break, I mentioned the name in my comments, and I was going to get into some Lakers talk, some Terry Rozier comments. I may get into a little bit of that as well, but I definitely want to get into this story that broke on Friday. If you follow me, you know what story I'm talking about. It hits home. I will get into it in a minute. But I'm going to give you the order of the draft lottery, picks 1 through 14. Then we'll take a break, and we'll be back to talk about that other story. So here we go. You have the New Orleans Pelicans at number 1. Grizzlies are 2. The New York Knicks are number 3. 4 is the Lakers. 5, Cleveland. 6, the Spur Suns. I'm sorry. 7 would be the Chicago Bulls. The Hawks are eight. The Wizards are nine. The Hawks again at 10. Minnesota at 11. The Charlotte Hornets at 12. The Miami Heat at 13. And rounding out the lottery picks of this, this upcoming June's draft is the Boston Celtics at number 14. As you know, in this first round, like I just mentioned, the Sixers pick at 24. They also pick 33, 34, 42, and 54. So they have some picks where they could possibly find someone like they found Landry Shemit, who ultimately I traded in a deal, but he was found, so we know it can happen. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to talk about that story that I mentioned that I want to get to. And like I said, it hits home. The story broke on Friday. I posted it. It's your boy D. You're listening to Sports Rap, Heat 100 Radio. I will see you on the other side. It is now 12, 11, 11 minutes past the noontime hour. I will see you in a couple minutes. <laughs> 